From the Boulder Ballet Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to Raising the Bar with Boulder Ballet. And today we are visiting with artistic director Lance Harden and Amy Hall Garner, very special guest. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Lance, appreciate you joining us as well. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you, George. Now, Amy, you have been insanely busy. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Uh, there was an email response that just came through today. You saw a piece that you had worked on with Boulder Ballet uh, back in January. And one thing that really stood out to me was you said, I finally got to see their faces. What's that like for you? <laughs> I did. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know. As I was saying before, we've been creating, I've, I've been creating work these past 14 months during this pandemic, all basically on Zoom. And I've had the luxury of being, I'm here in Louisiana, I'm based in New York, but I've been here um, in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm basing my work or creating my work outside on the patio. So I'm outside so they can see my face. But the dancers are in the studio with each other and with COVID protocols and compliances. So they have all of, they always have their mask on and I never, ever get to see their faces. And you know, the mask, as you know, it, it covers up facial expression, and that's what we need in dance. That's how we, that's how we express what what we're feeling and how we touch the audience. And um, it was just so wonderful to actually see their faces, see how the movement affected them, see how they affected the audience. I mean, it was. <laughs> I just said, "Oh, that's how they look." You know? <laughs> oh, that's how you know, because I I've seen pictures, of course. Um, you know, their headshots and everything. Um, but it's nothing like seeing somebody face to face and having that correspondence. So you're already at a, not a handicap, but you're not in your normal circumstances when you're creating on Zoom because you're on a little bitty screen and then plus you have the mask. So it was nice to have some some familiarity with, OK, this is how they really look. So and it was beautiful. The piece was beautiful, Lance. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And they were in front of an audience. And so I know that you know, we've been doing a lot of um, um, editing and video, so you haven't had that connection, and I just, I just really enjoyed it. Uh, thank you for that. I'm glad I saw it. Well, I, um, if I can just jump in, George, you know, um, that work, um, of course, came at the beginning of our season, um, and of course, the previous season was uh, abruptly shut down. So, you know, not only was the the piece a rewarding one to continue to work on for the past five months it did um, symbolize a rebirth of of dance to our uh, dancers and essentially um, being the first work that we showed two weeks ago um, it was our celebratory welcome back um, and it being called come to light is so appropriate as well um, and just, uh, I felt the collaborative effort of, of all the dancers working with you was just a very beautiful experience. Oh, well, I had a wonderful time. I mean, you can, you could, I wasn't physically in the studio, but I could feel the energy on the screen and everybody was working together. We had some dancers in two different studios. So the way it looked on my, my computer was I saw myself in a little bit screen and then I had two screens. And so just building a work like that um, could be difficult, 
But the dancers at Boulder Ballet and Lance, it was just wonderful. I mean, it was like a seamless process from my point of view and how um, they articulated the movement and how um, all of the dancers were like, they were in it. Like we knew what we were up against and they all kind of knew what, what they needed to do and everybody did it. And it was a wonderful way to start off 2021, like you said, coming into this new this new uh, place that we are in. And Amy, I'm curious. I've got so many questions, but I w- I'd like to stay with this for just a moment. Have you learned anything uh, through doing things via Zoom that maybe you'll incorporate into what you do in the future? Certainly. I mean, I could be in five different cities in one day. <laughs> That's always <laughs> nice. Um I, I will say I've learned um, a different process. Normally when I come in the studio, I build a certain way. You get a certain rhythm and how you build and create work. But in this, in the virtual stage, I have to actually have the work in my head first and then go backwards. So it's taught me a new process and I've kind of embraced it and I can't wait to figure out how to blend both when I, you know, when we all return into um, our normal settings. And then also just speaking with dancers, being very specific because I'm not there in front of them. The shorthand is gone. Excuse me. The shorthand is gone. So, um, yeah, I've learned to be uh, very specific in what I want and how I want the steps to be done. And it's it's been interesting. Um, Before this pandemic, I didn't even know what Zoom was. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I will I will take this into my, my future projects of using technology more. I, I wasn't using technology at all, basically, but I, I will definitely use it to enhance my work moving forward. That's funny where you said Zoom, and I was like, yeah, all I really knew that as was a sound effect from the Roadrunner cartoons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so some here, the arts basically got shut down during the pandemic, but you have really become so busy what was it during that time that uh enabled you to or allowed you to really grow um i i had been doing some work before the pandemic um and i think just timing is divine um laying the groundwork and doing work that uh that is of a certain standard that's always been my my motto going into anything that I'm doing and I feel that uh, a lot of people um, during this climate that suddenly changed abruptly during the pandemic um, with Mr. Floyd's death uh, and being a woman of color I think that had a lot to do with well where are the women of color um, in the dance world the choreographers the dance makers and I just think that that has a lot to do with it and also um, (laughs) It's actually the contacts and, and, and people that I know and reaching out, everybody got a lot of, cl- got closer during this pandemic and the resources and it was close to home. And so this connection with uh, Boulder Ballet started way before the pandemic. So it was wonderful to actually continue and try to figure it out and see how we could still make uh, make this commission possible. So a lot of things were done before and a lot of things will get done after. But I, I feel that all those things combined is is the reason why um, I was blessed to do uh, uh, some work over these past 14 months. 
Amy, we would love to find out about you personally. Where did this all start? Where are you from? How did you get interested in, in the arts? Um, I'm originally from Huntsville, Alabama. And I started dancing, you know, as everybody does when they're little. My mom put me in, you know, in, in movement class. And I just caught the bug. Um, uh, my mother's a musician, so she wanted me to play musical instruments, but I wanted to dance. And I really got heavily into it when I was in high school. Um, I knew that I wanted to be a dancer. I went to New York City, and I studied at the School of American Ballet for two summers. And I and I said, okay, once I graduate from high school, I need to move to New York. And, of course, my parents were like, no. And I said, yes, <laughs> I need to. And uh, so I went to school. I went to the Juilliard School. And I studied there, and I studied composition there. But I never thought that I would be a choreographer. Um, we had to study choreography my first two years at Juilliard. That was part of the, the curriculum. And uh, I continued to study uh, composition throughout my time at Juilliard. I really enjoyed creating dances and making work, but I never thought I'd be a choreographer. So after graduation, I, of course, I started to perform, but I didn't perform in um, dance companies. I performed on Broadway, more of a commercial, commercial um, entity. So that was... I took a left turn, which I should have maybe t taken a right turn, but everything happens for a reason. And so um, a good friend of mine, uh, Darrell Grand Moultrie, who was a wonderful choreographer, he had been choreographing a lot in school and out of school. And I started to assist him on a lot of work. And the bug, I got the bug again to start creating work. And it was kind of through that way of assisting and speaking to dancers and being back in the studio creatively that I uh, got back in. I returned to dance making and um, I've just started started creating short solos here and there and um, my voice as a choreographer started to enhance and mature and so you know fast forward a couple years now more than a couple years um, I'm, I'm doing it full time and I'm enjoying it and I enjoy working with dancers and seeing them grow and change and and become the artist they're meant to be. Now, choreography, what you do just fascinates me, Amy. And seeing what you did with Boulder Ballet's company, it's just beautiful. And I don't know how what else to compare this to. And Lance, I would love for you to jump in on this. But what you do just is is mind-boggling to me. It's like writing a, a symphony, composing an opera. You've got so many pieces going on. How do you visualize that when you're creating a piece of seeing what each dancer is going to be doing, where they're going to be, when they're uh, performing those movements, at what time? It, it just, how do you do that? <laughs> um, I don't know, Lance, you can help me out. I mean... It, it comes naturally. Uh, I need the, I need the dancer. I can't do it myself. My God, my body would allow it. Um, I, I need the dancers. And what I mean by that is I look at the dancers, I see what their gifts are, and I try to expand their gifts and expound on those gifts and see movement through them. And so they really help me out in terms of what I can see and make it progresses my, my vision. 
Um, it happens sometimes in real time. Most of the time it does because I've done those things where, you know, I've had, I've come in with my notebook and I have all the steps written down and have the phrase in my head. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it doesn't work on that, on this dancer. It doesn't, it doesn't look right. And so I have to go back and say, what looks good on them? What makes them work hard? What challenges them? Um, so it really happens in, in real time with the dancer who's in front of me. And I just get inspiration that way. And then you know, after that first or second day, I start seeing my way a little clearly. So that, like you said, the symphony starts kind of writing itself. I go, okay, this could go here. I, I see this. And it just starts taking a journey. Um, and that's just the way I've made work. And of course, with anything, you know, you have your first draft and your second draft and you go back and you know, like I was watching the piece last night. And I said, okay, well, if we do it again, I'll, I'll change that or embellish just a little bit more, you know, when I'm in front of them, hopefully um, those kind of things. So you always are, it's always a work in process. Um, so I, 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 that, that's just the way I create. And a lot of people do different ways. A lot of people create differently and everybody has their own way to get what they need to get out into the world. So um, that's just my way of doing it. But yeah. So your pieces are very personalized for those companies. They are. They are. And I, I kind of like that. I didn't realize that. But the more I start explaining my process to people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. You know? Yeah. Lance it was is nice to see um, a, a dancer. I think I saw last night any dancer could do the work. Like it may be created on a dancer that's standing in front of you in front of me but any dancer can come in and and you know do the, do that work but i just like having um i create it for that person who's in front of me at that particular moment and then as a choreographer when you see someone performing that piece say another company does take it and, and use it um or other dancers come in and perform that to see someone else's interpretation with how you saw it does it how does that affect you Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, it's, it's like with anything, you know, it's like if, when you hear a song by someone and somebody else sings it, you'll hear it a little differently. Um, they may do some things that you love that you never even thought of with, with that interpretation of it. I love seeing that. Um, it just it, it helps enrich the piece. It helps give it another a fresher uh, take sometimes a fresher look um, and and the dancers like that too you know they they're in the wings watching the new person or the new cast so it, it keeps the energy on stage at this at this high level that I that I love I absolutely love that George um, you know the um, aspect uh, there's a lot of a lot for me to add to this and I, I'll try to be actually kind of short but um, as an arts organization um, Amy's choreography has become uh, uh, culturally significant in many ways. So it's very, uh, very much um, kind of a, a litmus test for new company members, for our company to be able to uh, step into that piece. Um, and so, you know, I, there's so much value in learning uh, choreography from uh, um excuse me, choreography that has been performed by other companies um, because it allows the dancers to have a, a continued and broad, uh, diverse uh, uh, palette of movement. But when we're working with a choreographer that is creating, it is very much about uh, identifying what is special about that company or where that company uh, needs 
to go or should be going. And so there's that aspect. And then there's the aspect of um, continuing to, uh, um, uh, how do you say, uh, um, improv, 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 right? So when Amy was in on that Zoom uh, call and in the room with us, uh, in the studio, uh, virtually, um, it's not about our dancers asking so much as, uh, why, but just about delivering, uh, Amy's idea, right? It's just like that same rule of improv and acting or in comedy. You always go with <laughs> whatever anybody's, wherever anyone is headed to keep the, the gag going. Um, and that's how dance is. That's how dance is as a dancer when you're learning from uh, a choreographer. So it's it's about getting it. And so it's it, all of that really just speaks to um, the way uh, information is relayed and how it's relayed. Um, and, and from one dancer, all dancers that are in the room or one dancer that might come in later or, or a, a group of dancers. And so we hope to continue to have that same come to light feeling for each dancer that comes in because they are going into a, a work that we um, uh, feel has culturally affected us. Amy, can you speak to that? Yeah, I, you know, I, I really... I really loved working with the dancers because like, like Lance is saying, each dancer can interpret what I'm saying or interpret the movement a certain kind of way. And sometimes when you're working with a group of dancers, you, you have to say, okay, I'm going to, we have to do it like this person just to get clarity on the stage. But I love it how everybody hears things and how they see things because it keeps changing. It keeps pushing my choreographic voice forward. And, um, it's wonderful to have, and when I come in, you know, when I come into the studio or on Zoom now, I forget all of that, that a lot of times in their repertoire where the dancers are coming from, I'm coming from the point of view that I have to get this work out, I have to create this work, and, and they're coming from a point of view of receiving, so it's like I have to get what, what's in my brain into theirs, and um, yeah, it's, it's, always, uh, it's always refreshing to see everybody working in the room and working to a com for a common goal or to arrive at a common goal, which is putting the piece on stage and, and performing it for the audience. Um, but everybody at Boulder ballet had, I mean, I, I used to love logging in. I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in Colorado now. I can log in <laughs> and everybody's there and they're all warming up and they're, you know, they had just finished class or something. And so they're ready to go. And they all huddled around the screen at the end of rehearsal rehearsal to say goodbye so it's those little things that as a company especially as a dancer you want to be surrounded by that energy and I could feel it and it was something that um that captivated me and it helped it helped the way I created for them if that makes sense very much so and Amy uh, in conclusion what uh projects are you currently working on and what are you excited about in the future Let's see a certain project. Let's see. I have I have an interesting project coming up. Um, I'm doing a, a short film, and it's about um, a majorette line at a HBCU, a historically black college and university. So that takes me out of the ballet world completely, but actually puts me back 
into my um, my roots, and because, uh, like I said, my mom, she worked at a historically black college and university, and she was around the band a lot. So I get to go back to my childhood. I was on the band field a lot, seeing those seeing those women in the majorette line and the dance team. So I'm doing that, and then I'm continually teaching. And in the fall, I start a whole new work, which which takes me in a whole nother direction. So I'm just excited about continuing my my artistry and getting pulled in directions that you wouldn't think and then also staying you know in my home base of dance lance anything to add well we're we're just very happy that we were able to engage with amy uh, when we did um and we hope that we can um uh, get her into the studio here in colorado i think she might like it um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Definitely. It'll just be fun to continue to watch, um, uh, you know, just such an inspiring uh, uh, creator across so many um, uh, dance platforms. Yes, I would love that. Yeah. I would love to, I, I would love to actually meet the dancers. You realize, I, George, I've never met any of the dancers. I've never met Lance. Wow. Personally, we, we, wow. we've met through email, we've seen each other on screen, but we never, if he walked past me, I couldn't tell you how tall he was anything. So I would actually love to meet. I'm 6'8". <laughs> I'm 6'8". <six> <laughs> <eight. laughs> so yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us on Raising the Bar, and uh, we look forward to checking in with you and uh, following you. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. And Lance, it's good to talk to you as always. Good to talk to you too, Amy. Be well. You too. Thanks, George. Thank you. From the Boulder Ballet Studios in Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas for Raising the Bar.